السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله اللهم زدنا علما ولا تزغ قلوبنا بعض هديتنا وحب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب My dear brothers elders I guess there's nobody elder than me, chronologically, and youngsters. First of all, open your eyes so that you may not fall asleep, because it's the time for... For what? What is this a time for? They can't even think. I thought you were going to say for slumber and sleep. No, this is a time for dhikr. This is the best time. So I remind you and I remind myself first that first and foremost, each one has to think and know that we are Muslims first and everything else after. You are Muslim first then you are a student. You are a Muslim first, then you are a businessman. You are a Muslim first, then you are an engineer. You are a Muslim first, then you are a doctor. You are a Muslim first, then you are a parent. You are a Muslim first, then you are a child of your parents. You are a Muslim first, then you are a business partner. You are Muslim first, then you are a customer in the restaurant. You are Muslim first, then you are somebody who is renting in a hotel. What does it mean being Muslim first? What is a Muslim? What is a Muslim? Someone who submits to Allah. How much? Everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what? What is the ayah? Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, udkhulu fi silme kaafa. O you who have attained to faith, enter Islam completely, full submission. Willingly or unwillingly? Out of your free choice or just like that? Because Allah will throw me in Jahannam. What do you think? If you sit and reflect sometimes on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favors upon you and your parents and your children and this ummah and all of humanity, then you would appreciate and love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his rahmah, for his merciful love and for the blessings. And when somebody does favors for you, automatically you feel an obligation. Love develops for you, for, for that. So we submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lovingly wanting to do that. And what does submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mean? What does it mean, submit? 
What does submission mean? What's your name? Abdullah. That is submission. That I am the slave of Allah. What does a slave do? When the master calls, the slave says, my 40 hours of duty is over. The slave by definition is one who responds to his master on any time and under all circumstances, whether he is sleepy, whether he is fresh, whether he is tired, whether he is sick, whether he is bedridden, he still responds to his Rabb. What is the proof of that? Even if he is bedridden, how does he respond to Allah's command? Salah is obviously not necessary because you're bedridden, right? Right? Yes. He says yes. If you are sick and in bed, do you have to do salah? If you can. As long as you are not insane or in a coma or dead, whether you are in a battlefield, you are so sick that you are paralyzed from here down. Is Salah fard on you? Yes. Just by moving your eyes. That's all you can do. <coughs> That's an Abd. Abdullah. Whatever my master says, I will do. To the best of my ability. And therefore, the slave is also known by his master. You represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth. How is that? What is the proof of that, that you represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on this earth? Yes. That's the way, yes, you represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but what is the proof that you are supposed to represent? You accepted. What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say to the angels before he sent Adam salam and us down here? What did he say? Inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa. I am going to send my khalifa. You know what a khalifa is? It's like your ambassador represents Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we have to represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you represent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to show that that's who you are. Okay. Our sisters are not here. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them a dress code. Right? When he gave them the dress code, he specified it, that I have given you this dress code. Why? So that you may be known. Just by seeing a properly dressed Muslima, how many yesterday we saw? No, oh, Muslima there, Muslima there, Muslima, right? And who is not in that dress code, you don't know, could be anybody. So 
there is a dress code by which you can be identified this is a Muslim. What is the dress code for the brothers? Is it just for the sisters? What is the dress code for the brothers and for the sisters? Kufi, but sometimes the Kufi and the Yamaka can look similar. The dress code for the brothers and for the sisters is this called akhlaq, how you conduct yourself. That's how you are known. Now you go to a, a restaurant and you see two kids that are tearing the place down. What's the first thing you say? Badly behaved kids. Where are the parents, right? Because they represent. Now, if you see people who say, my name is Abdullah or Abdurrahman or what, and they're behaving badly, what does it reflect badly on? Their master. That means they are not representing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. Yesterday, you heard a whole session on Ihsan. The word Hassan means what? Hassan means? Beautiful, good. What does Ahsan mean? The super, not better. Superlative. Ahsan, like Akbar. The best. The most beautiful. And Ahsan is to do everything in the most beautiful possible way. Whatever you are doing. If you're representing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, represent Him in the best possible way. How is that best possible? What is the standard for that? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa told us. What is the standard of how should that ihsan be? That whenever you're acting, whatever you are doing, whether you are sitting in salah, standing in salah, whether you are making a, a waffle where other people are there, whether you're in the marketplace, whether you're on the boat, you are there, there is Allah in front of you. As if you see him. Can you see him? Does he see you? That's the minimum standard that Allah sees me. And everyone knows that Allah sees us. But to have that awareness of it at all times, that Allah is seeing whatever I'm doing. If Simple example, if I'm sitting and having breakfast and I leave a mess there, Allah is seeing me and he will say, people will come, even those who have, whose job is to clean, they said, what kind of messy people came here? We are walking in the corridors, people are sleeping and you are very loud, laughing, joking, unaware of people, which also means unaware of their Rabb. Because people you can see. So if you're unaware of people who you can see, obviously you'll be unaware of the one you cannot see. So Ihsan as a Muslim in everything we do. And it's, if we start with the little mundane things, how you put the sheets, where you put your shoes, how is the state of the room when you leave it, right? When you stand in line for ice cream, how we drive, all of that is done with Ihsan.
that Allah is watching me. What are some of the names of attributes of Allah that tells you that Allah is watching you? Name of Allah that He is watching you. Abdul Azim. Okay. How many? Musawwar is one who makes a picture. Samia is not that he is watching you. That means he, he hears you. Basir. Al-Basir means like we do these days. You know, you tell somebody, I'm watching you. Allah is watching you. Al-Basir. What else? Any other name? Allah's name is Ar-Raqib. He's carefully watching. If Allah is watching you, should you be watching yourself? Now just imagine if you're going to do something that's not the best thing and you see, when you look around, there's a CC camera over there. Would you do anything bad? And you don't even know if it's fake. You don't know if it's being recorded. And does anybody look at it? But you become aware of it. But the camera that Allah is recording and he himself, he doesn't say I am having it recorded. And we know it is being recorded. By who? Who is recording everything? Do you know who records everything? Well, it would be recorded that, but who is doing that? Who is writing it down? Angels. Are angels the only thing that write down? Time and space is recording you. Time and space records. Why? Because the earth, wherever the space was, will be brought as evidence against you that he did this here. So that's recording it. Time records will be brought. Like we have time records, you showed up for work or not? Allah will bring. What kind of time record? What did he, and the proof of that is in the hadith, that he will be asked, what did he do with his youth? That's a time record. What did he do with his life? Time record. What did he do at the time of salah? Time record. Time, space, angels. Yet Allah needs no records. Allah is watching us, so we should be watching ourselves. My behavior should be one of ihsan at all times. Now that is outside how I behave. Because people look at me and say, and today, what has become the reputation generally of Muslims? Is it a very uh, flattering Reputation, oh, Muslims are going, mashallah, these are khalifas of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth. Is that the impression that people have? Who's to blame for that? Media? We are to blame. So what are we going to do about it? Who do you have control on? Just yourself. The father does not have control on the sun. 
And the son has no control on the father. On the day of judgment, in the end of the surah that was being recited, the ayah comes that the son will not benefit the father and the father will not benefit the son. Everybody on their own, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. Everybody, including the great Ambiya, the prophets and, and Rusul, they would be all concerned about their own salvation. So we have control over ourselves. First thing, everything that I do from the time how I wake up, with what words I wake up, how I do my wudu, how I am in the bathroom, how I dress, how I talk, how much I talk, what I say, what is the content. And that's very important in behavior. This is most important. Why? Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said to one companion, he said, do you know what gets more people into Jahannam than anything else? Do you know what that is? And he actually did that. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Did he need to do that? Do you think Sahaba didn't know what a tongue was? He did this. Why? To emphasize that you will never have any doubt. Tongue. What we say. How we say it. And that's not just with my father. Like Allah ta'ala said. Even if your parents are kafir. And they're inviting you to kufr. And shirk. Allah says, don't forget, don't for, listen to them. But still treat them ma'rufa in the best way. So someone who is calling you to kufr and shirk, Allah is saying, the one who hates shirk the most, still treat them well. Okay. How about the rest who are good to you? So we have to be, we have to take ownership of our actions, of our words, okay, at all times. Because Allah is watching us at all times. External, how we behave, how we talk, what we do, and internally, what kind of thoughts are coming to me. Whether it's against someone, whether it's looking down at somebody, whether it's criticizing somebody. And evil thoughts, because those things will come. Because this is the job of Iblis, to introduce ideas. Whether they come directly here, or whether they come through here. Monitoring immediate censorship. You know, there used to be something called censorship. You guys don't know what censorship is. There was censorship even in the movies. There was a time when Bollywood... If there was anything like somebody, a, a man or a woman who were not mahram kissing, it would be cut off from the movie. That's called censorship. This is not proper. Now, of course, everything is acceptable. So we should be watching and censoring the thoughts that come into our hearts. Okay. They will come. We can stop them. But we, we stop it from growing. Like somebody throws a seed. Now you don't keep watering that seed. If you keep watering that seed, then it will grow. 
you remove that. So, it's important for us to take ownership of the fact that we are Muslims, <coughs> that we are the representatives of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth, that we behave internally and externally, wherever we are, that people identify, start to identify us again as these are special people, the people of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we do that, akhlaq means how we conduct ourselves. Whether it's generosity, whether it's courtesy, whether it's kindness, whether it's compassion, all of those things. And the Rasulullah told us to what extent? See, you're walking in the road, the road belongs to, you know, state or whatever. He said, if there is a stone on it, put it on the side. Because somebody might twist their ankle on it, right? You have to. Everything. Thinking of others. I don't want anybody to trip over something like this. And he called that as a shaba, a part of iman, to remove a stone or something harmful from somebody's way. For example, you're walking here somewhere and you see water spilt. It's the same thing. Somebody that you know, somebody who's just had knee surgery, somebody who's had back surgery, could step on it, slip and fall. Well, that's a disaster. What do I have to do? Just look, find something, wipe it, or at least tell somebody to take care of it. That, for that, you get a reward from Allah subhanahu because you are thinking. So we have to become sensitive to our environment at all times. What is it that I can do? Yesterday we heard that you will be recorded and remembered as you improve something. If you remove a stone from the road, you have improved it. Right? So, let us behave as Muslims. Let us behave as Ibadullah. Let us behave as Khalifatullah. And if we do that sincerely, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change. We talk about problems and problems of the ummah. Yet we don't do anything. Let us start with ourselves. Me, I first. Every aspect. Is it easy? No. But can it be done? Yes. With practice and practice. Simple things, then greater things. You know, we have great things. We'll have a khilafah. We have this, we have that. We can manage our room properly. It's a mess. If Allah gave you the key to manage the earth, what would we do? Right? So let's fix ourselves and be aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times that my life is short. I am a traveler here for a short period of time. This is my test. How I am with my friends, how I am with my parents, how I am with my customers. No matter where I am, I am going to be a Muslim who is aware that Allah is watching me and I am aware of that. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all as aware Muslims and help us to behave and act with ihsan the best way in everything we do and whatever you do whether anywhere make sure that nobody thinks badly of i wonder who was here and if you go on a hiking trail and you leave mess along the way people will say what is this 
And on the hiking trail, if you see a mess, what should you do? Some terrible people. No, you pick it up. Because who does this hiking trail belong to? Who does the earth belong to? Allah. I'm cleaning the property of my master. Okay, that's it. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu an la ilaha illa nastaghfiruka wa natubu.